G'day, Boketov, and welcome to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. The show is sponsored by our friends at Traditions Restaurant, right here in the five towns in New York. Fantastic show we've got this morning. It's Erev Shabbos. I'm so excited to share all the wonderful things that happened to me this week. It has been such a busy week. I cannot wait for Shabbos to rest because it's really, we've, I pa- really packed it in. Let's first talk about my little adventures on Monday at the Kosher Food and Wine Expo. Had a blast and we're going to talk more about that when I have my two special guests on and one of them we're going to talk about her experiences as well as mine at the Kosher Food and Wine Show. Um, Gary Landsman did an excellent, excellent job as always. Um, I got to go as press earlier on in the day and I wasn't as crowded so I really got to check out the wine and the food Really enjoyed myself. As you can hear, I'm a little bit hostile because it's been so busy because Monday night really drained me. It was really a very nice event. If you were thinking about going next year, you need to hop in tickets early as soon as you see it advertising because it was a sold out event. So, uh, and everyone just loved, loved it. Met tons of people from across the country that fly in for it, from food bloggers to food writers to wine tasters. So we really we really had a really great time. More a little bit about that later. I also taught at Stern College. I told the girls, okay, girls, you have to call me professor because I was teaching at Stern. I always wanted to go to Stern. So I finally got to go, but I was the mora. So it was a lot of fun. I really, I really enjoyed myself. We did microwave cooking. So we had a really nice little turnout and we did some really delicious dishes. We I did a quick poached salmon and a vegetable soup Um, and the coolest part was we did a chocolate cake in a mug which was really nice it was kind of like a chocolate molten cake and I I showed the girls how to slightly undercook it It took two minutes to make it took two minutes to whip up the ingredients together and then two minutes in the microwave and we had like a chocolate molten cake it was amazing amazing the girls are really blown away by that Um, so you know I'll post that recipe on my blog uh, in the next uh, couple of days so you can follow along and, and make the recipes as well. The salmon was delicious, really quick and easy to make. We just took some mayonnaise and low-fat Hellman's. I love that. That's my favorite. Shout out to Hellman's low-fat mayo. You know, the kind with the aqua blue lid. So I use that and sweet chili sauce. My next favorite ingredient. I love it, love it, love it right after the fake and bacon from last week, we spoke about my favorite ingredient. Now I was putting bacon into all my food, but um, my next favorite ingredient after that is sweet chili sauce. It used to be really hard to find in America. I used to bring it back from Australia when try to smuggle it in through customs, um, and then I started slowly seeing it more and more in the supermarkets. So it's very readily available in Israel, but you can add it into salad dressings, into mayonnaise. You know, so I made this really cute little. Um, spread with mayonnaise and sweet chili sauce, put it over the salmon three minutes in the microwave. You must use a microwave safe container with a lid on and you open up the vent. I know Tupperware for sure sells them, but I'm sure you can find them at your local houseware store. It was fantastic. Three minutes and the girls at Stern were blown away how you can actually have a healthy dinner in three minutes. You can throw in some asparagus or some mushrooms to steam in it with it at the same time. Cooks up fast, delicious, got a healthy meal. So the girls really enjoyed that and Karen Khan, a dietitian, registered dietitian out in the five towns, she actually came and 
spoke to the girls before my my cooking presentation. She spoke to the girls about healthy lifestyles and inner beauty and outer beauty and life's not all about diets, but just about eating right and eating healthy. So that was a lot of fun. So let's talk about today's guest. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman at the Nachum Siegel Network, and my show is sponsored by my friends at Traditions. So I'd like to welcome my first guest. It's very exciting that she gave me the time on a Friday morning because, you know, being busy mums, it's, you know, it's hard to, to come in and do this. Um, so I'd like to uh, um, announce my very first guest is going to be Breezy Schwartz. I don't know if you've heard of the name Breezy before, but Breezy is a store by her name in the five towns. So thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure. Okay, so tell us a little bit about why I brought you in today because you have you do so, so much. Besides owning a store, you have recently had in your store some very special activities, which you'll talk more about. And what else are you busy with in the store? Well, we recently came out with a cookbook. Okay. And it's been very busy. It's been keeping us busy. We do classes there. We sell houseware, giftware. And this past Sunday, we actually had the first annual Kosher Cupcake Wars in the store. Right. So you had sent me an, um, an email invitation or on Facebook, yeah. and I said, oh, this would be really good coverage for the show. I must get myself down there. Yeah. So it was, you know, air of Super Bowl. So, you know, I said, <laughs> okay, I'm going to take a little break from the preparations. And I came down to the store. Let's just... Before we talk about Cupcake Wars, I don't think I mentioned what kind of store you had. Okay. You know, it, it could be a store for socks. <laughs> that sells cookbooks. <laughs> so we sell housewares, bakeware, giftware. It used to be called Ketsy's. Okay. And it was all housewares, serving pieces, platters, stuff like that. And then we had the opportunity to move. We tripled in size. We have a classroom now where we give cake and decorating and baking and cooking classes. And we also have a huge baking supply section. So all those hard-to-find kosher products. Right. I know I've bought, when I made my rainbow challah, if anyone's ever seen my rainbow challah on Facebook, for Pashat Noach I did it. I got the gels for the challah at uh, Breezy Store. Right. So we sell the, the, you know, all the baking stuff. And then we also sell all the serving and platters and all the original stuff that we were known for. And do you, I believe you have a mikvah or you were going to... We do have a mikvah on premises. Oh my God, what a lifesaver. And my policy is we will table anything from anywhere. Just please take off the stickers first. Because <laughs> it's really hard to pull off the stickers. It's hard and my sales girls have manicures, so... <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> okay, so now now people know the kind of store you've got. You've got the front, you've got the housewares, the back, you've got the baking, the supplies. Ba- the baking supplies and the st- cooking studio. Yes. Okay, so so uh, tell us now more about Sunday's event. I-, I went in there, I walk in, the store's packed, which I thought was great because I like to see women in business with a very full store. Yeah, it was really amazing. It was really empowering because it was turned out that there were all women um, people involved in this event. It started out because uh, Abby from Not Too Shabby, a friend of mine, oh, and nice. Esty Berkowitz, who does primetime parenting, contacted me through the organization Sweet Up, which is helping bring uh, bloggers and foodies and everything to mass media. So they contacted me that they wanted to have the first annual uh, Kosher Cupcake Wars and would I be involved with it? I don't think there is. There hasn't been one as far as I know, especially in the New York area. My next guest, Melinda Strauss, who will, who, uh, she's shaking her head no. She's sitting here in the studio with us. Uh, Say hi, Melinda. Hello. She'll she'll, uh, talk a little bit more, um, but she's shaking her head also. She knows about all this kind of stuff too. And and there's not been a cupcake. No, there hasn't. Kosher Cupcake War. 
It was really phenomenal. We um, Jamie Geller was hosting it. Yeah, Jamie. Oh, I love her magazine, sh- Joy of Kosher. She is such a doll. And we actually, the winner who won is actually getting a spread in the Joy of Kosher. Oh, nice. So who competed? And then you'll tell us, drum roll at the end, who was the winner. Okay. So we had... Um, we had a bunch of different hosts, which was a lot of fun also. We had um, Bobby Lloyd, who's the owner of Magnolia Bakery, was there judging. Okay. We Where's ha- Magnolia Bakery located? They're in Manhattan. Okay. All fancy. Yeah. Coming out to the five towns. And then we also had um, <laughs> we had um, um, Alessandra, who's like the Venetian set. Oh, she, is, what's she, she's called Dinner in Venice on Facebook. Yes. She's amazing. Very soft-spoken, brilliant chef. A sweetheart, a doll. It was a pleasure. And then we also had the, you know, the editor from Batevone and Joy of Kosher magazine there. Uh, Shifra Klein, Klein yes, right? She oh, was yeah. there also. Um, it was phenomenal. And we actually contacted a bunch of different kosher bakers that we know of that have hashkachas. And we said to them, you know, we're putting this together. It's interesting because so many of them were so scared really? to do it. Yeah. There yeah, were a lot of people I would, that I, really I don't wanted. know if I could compete. And I cook a lot and I've done it. Hundreds of cooking shows. You know, I would be nervous yeah. to face off Mel- Melinda Strauss over there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I, listen, I wouldn't compete. I was too scared. I, it's, it's one thing to do it on your own at home. You it's to, another thing to... You have to have uber confidence. Yes, when you know, everybody's re- watching. So who were they for? Was it their Cake-A-Bite? Was she there? Yeah, Cake-A-Bite was there. Little Miss Cakes. Um, delightfully Sweet. And... We're missing someone, right? We're missing someone. We'll think of them. Yeah. And we'll, we'll uh, give them a big shout out. Yes. And, and they all broke up into little stations. So what they each had to do is they each had to bring two different foods that they make. Uh-huh. So they had to bring 50 samples of each. So some of them brought power of cheesecakes. Um, we had a lot of cupcakes there, cake pops. Um, we had these little round like orange coffee cake things that were heavenly delicious. And then they had to bring those for everybody to sample. And then they also had to um, compete using secret ingredients. Okay. What were the secret ingredients? I know an Iron Chef, they've always got secret ingredients. So I was lucky enough I got to actually pick the secret ingredients. Okay, that's good. (laughs) So so it was fun because I got to torture them a little bit. Okay, good. So what Um, were they? King Arthur flour, which is pretty easy, but they came out with a new um, baking flour, which was fun to use. Okay, good. And then we had hearing liquor. They had a cherry and a coffee flavor, so it was interesting to see. Oh, how they okay, went. they were those little bottles. Yes, they were the little bottles. Okay, good. Swag. Then I bought fig jam. Fig jam. Okay, very nice. And the final ingredient was balsamic vinegar. Ah, oh, see, I think balsamic vinegar gives everything a nice kick. Yeah, it definitely does. I find that it's one of the more popular trendy flavors now. Yeah, like I love making a reduction out of it. It's just yeah, I've been doing it for years. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Add okay. something. So they had to actually bake using those ingredients. Okay. And then afterwards, they had to bring those cupcakes with them to the store. Then when okay. they got to the store, we gave them a whole nother slew of ingredients uh-huh. that they had to use in the frosting. This was, who made up all the rules in that? I, I got to. Oh, my God. That's, Reese, so much fun. It We're really was. More stuff. We've, more kosher competition. It was really a lot of fun. Then we gave them the ingredients. So they had lavender, cumin, I found the cinnamon almond butter. Oh, what? Can I ask you something? Yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge baker. What's lavender? To me, lavender's a light-colored purple. What is lavender? I know it's some sort of ingredient. It was, I, I'm really it's a not flower. so familiar with it. 
It's a flower, so they were actually little freeze-dried. flower, F-L-O-W-E-R, yes. as opposed to F-L-O-U-R. Yes, like a flower that you grow in your garden. Okay, good. Because, uh, uh, you know, I think some of the listeners who aren't big bakers, even right. like myself, not exactly sure the difference. You know? Right. So it has that, it, they use a lot in like um, soaps and products. It's got like that nice perfumey feel. Very fragrant, right? right? It's one of those ingredients where if you use too much of it, you kind of feel like you're eating soap. <laughs> so you have to use yeah. a little bit of it. Um, so I thought that that was kind of fun. We also had an orange tea mm, nice. that they had to use, yep. and um, a pomegranate seeds. And the pomegranate oh, seeds right. were actually donated by fruit platters and more. Oh yay! Hi, Renelli Yahu Frischman. Yeah. I'm giving you guys a big shout out. They I love you did. guys. I have to tell you the most gorgeous fruit platter. Yeah, I. I, I use... They're my fruit platter people. Everybody knows from my business when you yes. want to order dessert that's healthy. I say. You want a healthy dessert? Let's get you some fruit platters from Fruit Platters and more. Yeah. And I have to tell you, they do the most gorgeous work. I have had them do, like, they do um, the cutouts with the letters and they spell words out of the middle. Oh, really? Yeah, which oh, I love. I didn't know that. But I've had them do, like, for me, Mazel Tov, and I've had them put people's names on platters. It's a really personalized way to give something. And we've done a lot of work together where I give her the platters and she does the fruit. And- oh, nice. Yeah, because it's nice when you use your own platters, especially you sell platters. Yes. I'm a big fan. Well, that's a whole other show about right. talking about our food and tablescapes and yes. serving on beautiful platters because I've, I've bought a lot of stuff from you over the years and I I'm actually have a collection of beautiful serving pieces. I love salad tongs. Yes. So, you know, just not, you know, it used to be the wooden or plastic salad tongs and they've taken salad service to another level. They're now. amazing, the things that they come out with now. So, um, the four contestants were Cake-A-Bite, Cup of Cake, Little Miss Cakes, and Delightfully Sweet. Okay, we got Those that right. Those are the four. Big okay. shout out to all of them. And you can probably find them all on Facebook the, as well. Yes, they and definitely all have Facebook pages. I love watching their stuff and their posts on Facebook. It's, it's amazing to see when you give four amazingly talented women something to see how they turn it. They all had the same ingredients. They all had the same list. And we gave them the theme of Purim. And each one came up with something so unique and, and creative. Creative and individual. And it was really phenomenal to see that in 45 minutes, they had to make um, nine cupcakes. They had to make one for each judge. And they had to make three different types. So that way, we gave them the option that they could either use all the ingredients in one or they could separate it out. That way, they could really decide what worked for them. And, I mean, one of the contestants put, like, little surprises inside the cupcakes. Oh, I like that. Like a Purim gift. Exactly. Oh, nice. Another one made a cool, like, um, a hanging contraption. So it kind of looked like Haman was hanging. Oh, oh, yeah, I did see her make that. I I had a feeling she was going in that direction. Cool. Very nice. Very different. Very creative. And then they all had to do, like, displays with the desserts also that they brought with them. It was really beautiful to see. And they actually raised money for Achiezer. Oh, very nice. Which was it's an amazing organization. Can you tell just in a one quick blurb what Achiezer does? Well, I actually got, um, I was actually told taught about Achiezer during Hurricane Sandy. And okay. they really... The five towns was hit pretty hard. Yes. A, a lot of my customers and friends and myself, we were all really devastated. And Achiezer really came out and they really just got involved in helping, helping you with FEMA, helping where FEMA wasn't involved and really just... With the entire community, like getting volunteers, people to clean up, that you, you wanted to volunteer your time, you had, you know, an extra fridge you wanted to donate. They really coordinated it. Very and nice. And and this money went to this money, to yeah. Fantastic. Nice... What a great what a great organization. Wow. So let's talk a little bit more before we uh, go to break. Um, let's talk about, about your cookbook. Uh-huh. <laughs> Something I've always wanted to do but never really done and maybe 
Maybe one day I'll do one. I'm not really sure. I would love a cookbook by you. <laughs> you get a lot of my recipes are available on I my know. website so, or in the newspaper. I write for the Jewish Home every week. So people, delicious. People tell me that they rip my newspaper article out every week and sometimes I'll get a question like, you know, can I use, someone will email me, can I use less curry? You said two tablespoons. I don't really like curry. Can You know, right. like just use a little bit. You'll see it's good. It's good, you know, so... Right. Thank you. So talk to me about your cookbook. So my cookbook came about um, a few years ago, actually, because people kept asking me for a lot of my recipes. When we originally had Ketsy's, um, people come in, they always ask me with platters, what do you do with this piece? What do you serve on it? Especially mm-hmm. funny shaped platters. So I always had creative and different useful ideas for it. And people would ask me, what is your recipe for that? You know, whether it was my carrot muffins or it was my uh, ketchup chicken or my challah even. And then... Over time, I would just, you know, give out my recipes. Um, my challah recipe is actually what really triggered this. Okay. Is that I would make challah, and it's a six-pound challah recipe. Oh, wow, a lot. So it's a lot of challah, and I used to bring challah to work, and I used to give it out to all my sales girls and all my customers who would come in on Fridays, and we would give, I would, you know, I'd make cinnamon buns out of it. Oh, yeah, I do that too. It's I'd, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. I made donuts out of it. I mean, I made an Italian bread out of it. So I'd really transform it into a lot of things, and people would constantly ask me for yeah. the recipe. And then this past summer, I decided, I'm like, you know what I really have to do? I want to put all my recipes together. So what started out as a small idea in my head, I got involved with um, Michali Weinstein. Yep. Oh, she's my neighbor. Yeah. Yeah, She is your neighbor. She's a doll. So she does my website and all my um, Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't realize she was doing that for you. Very nice. Yeah. So I contacted her and I said, what are we going to, you know, do? I need some creative help creating the cover and the sections. And she brought on Toby Schwartz, who also lives down the road also. Yeah. Exactly. An amazing. Northwood Lane Street. Woohoo. Yeah. Everybody's right by you there. (laughs) So we uh, came together and we did it. And my mother, Heidi Schwartz, took the pictures. And it was beautiful. It was really just. It basically, what we did is we took my personal cookbook with all of my notes and all of my tips and tricks and everything I've come up with over the years and put them together in one book. So if you Fantastic. actually look at the pages of the book, yeah, you actually can see that some of the pages have handwritten notes on them. Oh, cute. I love that idea. Which actually I'm looking at her it. book now. I know that you can't see because you're cooking at home in your own kitchens. But this is a really cute idea. Breezy has in her own handwriting Printed into the each each recipe, her own ideas and her own notes. Gorgeous! That's really clever. And these da- this day and age, you can't really put out a cookbook without a picture by every page. Okay. I think that's you know a no brainer at this point. I think that we eat first with our eyes, so I definitely think it's oh, very important. I to think that's s- a Yiddish expression, also. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it, it's really important to see it. You want to know what it's going to look like, what it's going to come out like. So, listen, certain recipes are delicious, but they don't look so pretty. You don't want to serve them to company. Right. And vice versa. So this recipe cookbook of mine is really all easy, accessible recipes. They're ingredients that you have in your home. Not where you have to go for four miles or five miles or 20 miles to get a certain ingredient. Everything's right. local, local, locally found. easy to find, easy to put together, pretty quick prep time. And one of my favorite features of this book that we actually did okay. is the front of the book, if you open the front cover, has little sticky tabs. Oh, cute. So that you can mark up your cookbook with it. Oh, that's really cute. Oh, what a nice idea. So that Very way nice. you don't have to start tearing and ripping and make- And if just before we close, can you tell everyone where can we buy this cookbook? So you can buy it online at breeziesny.com. Okay. Through my Facebook, Breezies. Spell, spell Breezy. B-R-E-E-Z-Y-S-N-Y.com. Okay, great. And in my store. And in your store. Okay, and your store is located- 572 Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. Okay, so if you're in the five towns or if you're not in the five towns, if you're listening from across the world, 
uh, you know where to get it from now. Yeah, thank we ship you. all over. Great. Thank you so much. You're going to stick around. We're going to talk to Melinda in a couple of minutes. Now we're going to do some announcement time. Okay, so I thought I would share some exciting things that are going to be happening this week or in the next few weeks. And if you do have anything you would like to share with me, please, you know, something about food or a food event, please share and let me know. You can contact me through my website, www.theaussiegourmet.com. Aussie is spelled A-U-S-S-I-E. So theaussiegourmet.com and send me an email saying, you know, I'd like to tell you about a bake sale that we're having in our community. So I'd like to share that Kulanu is going to be having a bake sale in the next couple of weeks. And I'm going to give you more details about that. So if you want to cook or for them or you want to buy from them, just listen out for next week. We're going to start uh, advertising for them and uh, letting everyone know that they'll be doing it for Purim. So everything will be Purim themed, especially it's Erev Shabbos. Um, you know, I think Purim is Matzah uh, Shabbos Sunday, so we're going. I know everyone's freaking out here in the studio. We're like, oh my god! Um, yeah, so we need to uh, make sure that we're going to have everything ready for. I think Thursday and Friday. Um, it's going to be at the home of Shira Pearl in Woodsburg. But more details will be coming about that. Also on February twenty-six, I Naomi Nachman will be giving a fish demonstration at the Aussies Fish Counter in Gourmet Glatt in Borough Park. That's why it kept pausing. Don't show up in Cedarhurst because I will not be there. I'll be in the Borough Park store. You can check out their website for the address. I'll also be talking that a little bit more about that next week. Um, Aussies, spelt O-S-S-I-E. It's got nothing to do with Aussie. They are Hungarian. I am Australian. We're actually neighbours and friends. And a couple of years ago, they approached me to write some recipes for their uh, fish, you know, to show off their fish show off their fish. I can't even get the words out. Um, So, you know, it's been quite a popular thing that I've done for them. Um, We've had some nice feedback over the years. So, you know, people never know what to do with fish. So I, you know, I have a whole bunch of recipes inside of the supermarket, um, inside Gourmet Glatt in Cedarhurst and in Borough Park um, about different, you know, different things to do with flounder, salmon, um, tuna. Tuna is one of my big, big uh, favourite recipes you'll see me do a sesame crusted tuna in the borough park store so um i hope you will come down for the first 20 people that come down to the borough park store on february 26 which is a day after purim i believe or two days after purim for the first 20 or 30 people that come down i have a free copy of the joy of kosher by jamie geller um so you come over to me tell me that you heard me on the nachum siegel network on my show table for two and I will give you a free copy. So that's an incentive to come on down. Also, the incentive is you're going to get some recipes, a free cooking class, and some tastings, of course. You'll you'll have a, like, a mini lunch at the Aussie's Fish Counter inside of Gomiglat in Burrow Park. Yay. Okay. So that's the end of the announcement segment. So please, if you want to uh, share, if you would like me to share something with all our listeners about your bake sales or your food events or a cooking demo that maybe I or someone else is doing. I don't mind to publicize that too, of course. So just let me know and and I'll be happy to do that for you. So my second guest is a friend all the way from the five towns who also came in this morning on a Friday morning. Um, It's really been a busy week. I I just want to give a quick uh, big thank you to both girls, uh, ladies, to Breezy and Melinda for coming in. Hi, Melinda. 
Hi there. Okay. <laughs> it's been crazy, right? Oh my God, it's been a long week, but I'm so happy to be here on a Friday morning. I know, we were worried it might snow, but it didn't snow. It snowed earlier this week. I know, I and know. last week I was in Aruba, so the snow is a big <laughs> deal for me right now. I know, it was hard. <laughs> I had the week of that of Yeshiva break in, in New York. It was very cold, so I was, was happy that I, you were in Aruba and I was in Florida, so I was very happy we got to miss that. Yeah, well, actually, I was home in in uh, Woodmere during winter break, and then the oh. week after winter break, you, I went to Aruba with oh, my family. So you went after winter break. Yeah, oh, that was a bit clever. Yeah, it was a two long weeks, but you know, it was a lot quieter in Aruba because all everybody had already come back from winter break. Okay, so. and it's really it's quiet season just in general. Um, yeah. For them, because everyone, every, it's really school season then. Exactly. I mean, everybody you know, from the neighborhood, from the five towns, I mean, a lot of people really do go to Aruba. It's a nice area. It, there's, it's always sunny. and. What do you do about perfect. food? Because there's no Chabad of Aruba, I'm assuming. Well, my father-in-law is a caterer. <gasps> Who is he? Uh, he Why don't you share that with us? Sure. He's one of the owners of Mazon Catering. Oh, very nice. So we basically brought tons of food down. I mean, ribs <laughs> and steaks and chicken. Uh, uh, all right. No, no vegetables. We basically ate meat for a week. Okay, that's not, that's not bad. <laughs> no. I, I would be happy. My my kids would be happy. Yeah, and you know there is one really good grocery store down there. I think it's called Ling and Sons, and they have tons of kosher food. Okay, tons. nice. Who, who'd have thought? I know, and they even have some things that they don't have in America. So I I brought a few things back with me. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Oh, I will hear more about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, very nice. So let me tell you a little bit about Melinda. Melinda has a blog. How many people follow your blog? Do you know? So on a monthly basis, I get around 20,000 views. 20,000! Mm-hmm. 20, we just have to repeat that one more time. <laughs> 20,000 views a month, not a year. I probably get like three on mine. <laughs> You'll get there. Oh, my God. It's called Kitchen Tested. Yeah, the, uh, it's Kitchen Tested. The uh, website is kitchen-tested.com. Okay. Uh, I love to cook original, experimental, sometimes a little crazy and kooky recipes. <laughs> it's just all about experimenting in the kitchen. I love to try new things. Sometimes it's a really simple recipe that I've just never done before. Like, I've never made homemade tomato soup. Oh, really? Never. So it's something that I would do on my blog and something simple, but something I've just never done before. Okay, very and, nice. Yeah, and other times it's about taking some ingredients or using some really crazy ingredients that I just... So I just think that I have to try them together. They might not taste good, but I got to try it. Okay. But, yeah. Tell me about the best two ingredients that have worked together. Oh, man. I well, call, what do I always call them? Marriage of flavors. Which two best marriage of flavors have you come up with? Marriage of flavors. Well, a little while ago, I did something with red vine licorice. I'm a West Coast girl. I'm originally from Seattle. And red vines are, for me, it's the only licorice to eat. I what know. is a red vine? It's a, it's a company? It's a name it's a of company. a company? Yeah, I'm that's thinking right. it's a name of a fruit or something in so, Seattle. <laughs> red vine is the name of the licorice. It's like calling a Twizzler. Okay. But it's okay. red vine. Got it. It's a lot red chewier. Vine. It's got a hole in the center, so you can actually use it as a straw, which oh, was what cute. I always did. So I made a red vine licorice cupcake with chocolate. Mm. Uh, I used, I believe I used... Um, I think Dr. Pepper or I use Coke, cherry Coke. Cherry Coke yes. and, and then that was in the cupcake itself. Yeah. I made a chocolate cupcake. Yeah. And then I used I made a filling where I broke down the red vines. I cooked them and cooked them and cooked them down and made a really thick red vine filling. And it was. And then I used I a little Im- bit of anise in the uh, in the frosting. It was insane. I would imagine that would be really good. I re- those flavors sound like they really go together. Oh, yeah. It would taste like they would really go together. Um 
a little disappointed. We don't have any samples here, <laughs> right, Avrami? We want samples. I should have thought. You know, I, yesterday I made uh, homemade marshmallows and oh, yum. I should have brought some with me. Okay, next time. I Melinda, know, I'm sorry. you both can have to come back as guests, but <laughs> Melinda, you're bringing us all some food. <laughs> okay, very nice. And so Melinda and I also went together to the um, food and wine show. We actually drove in together. We enter Manhattan through the uh, Midtown Tunnel. As we did this morning, um, and I get here, we get here on Monday, and I realized I left my cell phone at home. I was like freaking out. I cannot believe I was going to be there all day without my cell phone. I actually managed, but you'd be surprised how hard it is not to have a cell phone. And I actually went to Macy's after the press conference at the Food and Wine Show. I had to get a dollar from my wallet and ask for quarters for change for a payphone. I have not used a payphone in fifteen years. I've had a cell phone since 1997. Okay, that's way more than 15 years, right? Do the math, someone, quick. Okay, so um, I, I actually went to Macy's, used the payphone. Payphone now costs, for those of you who leave your phone at home and you need to make a call and you can't find someone that you know. I was looking for anybody from at Macy's that would let me use their phone, but I got some really weird looks from, from women in Shadle. So I'm like, okay, you know what, I'm just going to use the payphone. And it costs 50 cents. So, you know, I made my call. I let my husband know said, please text the kids that mummy doesn't have a phone so they don't go into a huge panic because, you know, not being able to text mum for, you know, what's for dinner and they need a response. So, yeah, so that was our, our, a, a little bit of drama before we even got to the food and wine show. Uh, what was your favourite food there? Surprisingly, it was a burger. A burger? A burger. From who? It was from Prime Grill. Oh. And they make delicious food. But yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. you know, a burger is usually a very simple thing. When I went over and I had to try this burger, everybody kept telling me, go try the burger. And uh-huh. it was incredible. Right. So was that the one that had the porcini mushrooms in yes, it? Yes, it did. <gasps> I'm so hungry. I know. And the bread was incredible. Oh, it was, it was so soft. And it was just, it was really one of the best things I had the whole night. Yeah, he's he's really, David Chef David Kolokkin is amazing mm. from Prime Grill. I think they're moving soon. I asked them if they wanted to come on the show and talk about the big move and where they're going and where they see the new direction of the company. You know, when you change when you change restaurants, it adds a different uh, ambiance and a different flavor. So, you know, I'm sure they will be just as good as they were before. I'm sure even better, but, you know, we're, we're going to have them come on. Um, you know what I liked a lot? Mm. So um, I think it, they, were, they were actually a catering company and they had um, an edible spoon with seared tuna on it. I with know, you, a little you brought me salad. right over. I, I, as soon as, like, I, had, I hadn't seen Melinda till the second half of the evening. It was from 6.30 to 9.30. It's about 8 o'clock. I see Melinda and I pull her over and I'm like, you have got to try this. I think Jamie was with us also. Mm-hmm. And Tamar, who runs, Tamar Genga, who yep. runs the uh, Joy of Kosher website. So, girls, you have got to try this. And then we also met up at that point with Joseph Silva. Um, is that his name? No, I don't. Oh, Yosef. Yosef Silva from This American Bite. That's right. From This American Bite, who Mm -hmm. runs also a blog which has a lot of hits on it. Um, he's out in Kansas, which is really (laughs) cool. We know there was a Jewish community there. How New Yorker do I sound? Oh, that was very New York of you. I'm sorry. I know you're from (laughs) Seattle. I know people go, there's a Jewish community in Australia? I'm like, yeah. So I was a bit like that with Kansas. I was a bit starstruck that I'd met a from Jew from Kansas. So we, we all walk over to this uh, catering table. I feel bad. I just can't remember the name on the top of my head. I know. I can't remember either. I know. But next week I'm going to give them a big shout out. So they had this um, spoon that was made out of a batter and baked and they had this um, – if you go onto my Facebook page, you'll see it. Um, and they had like, the seared tuna on top with a salad. And you kind of like bit the whole spoon off. 
It was amazing. Then he eat the 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 stem of the the, the spoon. It was yeah, wonderful. it was really good. That, that was like to me one of the standouts. Nice. Um, a lot of people had very nice presentation. Mm-hmm. Pomegranate was there, and Lamaray always good. Paradise. They had an excellent, excellent. I don't even know what it was. Had a mousse. It had a salad. It had so many different things. My, actually, my mouth is really watering right now. <laughs> yeah, there was this meringue. I actually was at parties just a few weeks ago. I try and go on a monthly basis because they... Oh, really? Yeah, they change their uh, menu almost, I think, every month. So I like to go at, okay, every Okay, girls, month. we're all going to go. Oh, I'm in. Road trip, okay? Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so they had... So when I was there a few weeks ago, they actually had a similar dish with the... It was like a little meringue with... A, I think it was like a chocolate hazelnut kind of spread yeah. in it. Oh, that was good. I had about eight of them. <laughs> They're like little, yeah. but they um that that was really delicious. Um, I can't remember who had the cantaloupe soup. Did you try the cantaloupe soup, Melon? Was that basil? Basil. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was just basically like um pureed um pureed melon mm-hmm. cantaloupe in Australia we call it rock melon, pure ground up rock, and then they put on this fancy like seasoning mm-hmm. and some fancy salt and a drizzle of olive oil in it. Who'd have thought those flavors go together? Kapow in your mouth. Yeah, I, I literally that. had about twenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're small enough you could really just go yeah, back. Yeah, they're for like more shots. More. They're exactly. shots, and and that's what you go. You actually pay to go into this event. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my other favorite things, actually, wolf and lamb for their dessert. They had. Oh a yeah, pe- I miss that table. Oh, it was always packed when it. I tried to get there. So I kind of went w- walking around, and you know, I kept. Mi- they had peanut butter creme caramel. <gasps> yeah. It oh, was no. that, that's actually amazing. one of my favorite. I love creme caramel. My mother makes it all the time. Nice. I got I to gotta make that actually on the blog. I've never made creme caramel before. Oh, my God. You should, oh, you should wait till my mom comes back. She'll make that with you. Okay, just let me know. Yeah. I don't know when she, <laughs> Mom, come back. <laughs> Bring me some Aussie stuff. I need I need all my Australian supplies. Do I still eat my Australian barbecue sauce and my sausages? But now that I have uh, Jack's Gourmet sausages, I... I uh, I, yeah. have the, I have that to fall back onto if I don't have my Australian sausages. Yeah, big shout out to Jack's Gourmet. I love their sausages. Yeah. He They're was bacon. on last week. Alan, Alan Broner came on. It's fantastic. And they actually had a, the, they call it an FLT because it's <gasps> fake and lettuce and tomato. Oh, right. Of course they were there. Yep. Big shout out to them. They That was delicious. Yeah, it was really good. That was they had good. a really nice soup too. Very it, creamy. Soup and, and Creamy with sausage yeah. pieces in it. Yeah, that was if good. If you put sausages in your uh, soup, mm-hmm. I think you've done some recipes oh, yeah. for them also. Oh, yeah. I love to use their sausages. I, and anytime I have a chance to use them, I put them in a dish. You'll see it all over my blog, actually. Okay, very yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, good, good. So, so tell tell us a little bit more about what we can find on your blog. Different recipes that we you can try. Sure. Well, you can find a lot. Sometimes I have giveaways too. I do oh, a lot giveaways. of reviews for cookbooks. Whoa. Um, you know, I do a lot of dessert and I do a lot of savory. So I I, I like to balance, balance the two. I do. I you know I sometimes I'll find myself doing three or four meat dishes and going I got to get a dessert in there because yeah. I love to bake. My <laughs> most popular recipe on the blog every single yeah, day what is, is the... my it's my rainbow layer cake. Your rainbow. Oh, mm-hmm. I saw you. Um, blog about that. I yeah. think you made it for your niece or your nephew's birthday. Yeah, it's a huge cake. It's six layers. Oh my god! Lots of frosting, lots of icing. You could pick your flavors. I actually do sell it from my home as well. Okay, if uh, you're in the five towns <laughs> and not too far away that yep. can travel to get it, and yeah, it doesn't ship. Doesn't ship. No, <laughs> I, w- so I wouldn't well. imagine. No, but it's my, every single day. It's my most popular post. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you know what recipe has the most hits? It's that one? It's that one. You know, I do step-by-step for every single post. Right. So I do step-by-step with pictures. So you can really see nice. along the way how so to do it. So people can go onto your blog now and yes. have a look. Maybe it's it's still early enough in the day yeah. on Friday to put this recipe together. Oh, sure. You know, I have a lot of recipes that are actually very simple. I do a lot of crock pot. 
just because it's you know it's great for Shabbos. It's great for during the week when you're just okay. Sit that's and a show in it. itself. I love that idea. Yeah. I was actually on uh, Miriam's show. Uh, that's life, mm-hmm. and uh, we did a whole. We tried to talk about. Yapsik and, you know, how we're doing, you know, Yapsik overnight in the oven. But, like, she really wanted me to talk a lot about crockpot cooking, which I didn't have so much experience with. My cousin, Shelley, in West Hempstead, she does a ton in the crockpot. She makes mac and cheese in the crockpot. Yeah, she has three crockpots, I think. Yeah, milk, flesh, and parv. Yeah, she inspired me to buy a second one. So now I have a parv and a meat. And then next time, I, I do want to get a dairy also, but I make my mac and cheese in the oven. It's traditional baked yep. <laughs> my mom's way. I love it. So I always make the same thing for that. Um, you know, I did uh, recently I did crock pot banana bread. Oh, my God. Yeah. That sounds interesting if you like bananas. I, I, I like mm-hmm. banana bread, but no one in my family That's touch too it. bad. I love it. I bananas. know. I know. People really like banana bread. I, you know, I think you've got to like bananas, and that's one of those things. Like cilantro. Is that what you call it here, cilantro? Cilantro. Oh, the cilantro. same thing. Yeah. yeah, so in Australia we call it, oh my gosh, coriander. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Right, so so when I say coriander, people don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, you can buy coriander seeds here. Right, so so uh, we use a lot of... Uh, the coriander, coriander or cilantro. Or cilantro, yeah. 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 <laughs> I happen to love cilantro. I do know people, a lot of people really don't like it. They say it. it tastes like soap. Really? Uh, Rami's going, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I love cilantro. Yep. I love to put it over eggs and right. So my salsas. husband, my husband did not like it when we first got married. My mother was always putting it into every single salad, and then he got used to it. And it's like, hmm. Now he really likes it. I do a lot. I really do a lot with it. It's just very dirty. You really have to wash oh, it yeah. and soak it really well. Check it. I guess you could buy Bodex also if you. Being a little bit lazy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm lazy. I usually buy it that way. Actually, you spend a little more, but you. Take it right out of the fridge and it's ready for you. Yeah, I like that. I like a little bit of a shortcut sometimes. You have to pay for the shortcut, but hey. <laughs> so you also have a thing called caramels. Can you talk to me about what that is? Sure. Is that I, on your? Is that posted? Do you advertise that on your website? It's on Facebook. I don't have it on Kitchen Tested. Uh, okay. It's separate, but I do have it on tell, Facebook. Tell us what that is. So I, I make, love caramels. Oh, Very trendy yeah. right now. Have you had my caramels, Naomi? I think you made me a batch when yeah. I first met you and you were picking a dira up. That's right. I'm going to make you a new batch. They're, they've gotten better. They're much more consistent now than they were when I first started making them. They are non-dairy gourmet caramels. Mm. I make peanut butter and I make plain. I dip them in chocolate and I actually get my chocolate from Breezy. Thank you, Breezy. Best okay. chocolate on the planet. You can chime in. My what, pleasure. Why don't you join in on our conversation? <laughs> yeah, I had to give a shout out there because I get my chocolate from Breezy's. And you could actually get it in, in it's, small bags. Yeah, is it right? Calibo? No, it's actually not. It's another chocolate that I found um, with working, and it melts so easily. It doesn't even need to be tempered to get to that, like, perfect liquid Okay, can you just tell our viewers, our listeners, what tempering chocolate means? Because that name gets thrown out a lot. You know, you read a blog, you read a cookbook. Temper the chocolate. I've gone on to YouTube and and, uh, tried to watch them temper chocolate. Like, can you just give us a quick... Tempering chocolate is when you you melt chocolate, you actually have to do it on a double boiler. So that means you have a pot on the bottom with a little bit of water in it, and then you put a second pot or a glass dish on top of it because if you put the chocolate right on the fire it'll burn it right right so the steam from the boiling water actually melts the chocolate and it you, protects the chocolate yes mm-hmm. you bring it up to a certain temperature and then you lower it down and what it does is it causes the chocolate when it hardens to have a gorgeous sheen to it like it's got like that shiny perfect mm-hmm. look and it cracks beautifully um it's really important to do when you're making like little individual chocolate things but 
if you're just putting chocolate in something, it's not. You, it, you don't right. need to do it. So we don't need to go all that extra step. Right. But if you are making something a little bit more gourmet, it's nice to take that extra step. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but you, the, the, you can also, I was going to say, you can also um, temper in the microwave, which is my favorite way to do really? it. Yeah. It's the lazy man's tempering, but it oh, but works. Okay, whatever well. works. Hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, you know, if I'm just making one small batch of caramels and I'm dipping them in the chocolate, I'll put just a little bit of chocolate in the microwave. Okay. I chop it up finely. Okay. And then you do it for 30 seconds and you stir. Another 30 seconds and stir, and then another 30 seconds and stir, and it should be all melted. In one and a half minutes? In one and a half minutes, absolutely. Okay, on a low or a high heat or just an average microwave heat? Like I go with average. I don't really, my microwave, I always read that in, when I when I write my recipes, I don't use like large egg or small egg, because I buy my eggs just whatever <laughs> size they are. Uh, okay. when, I, when I use my microwave, it's I don't use settings, I just put things in and I... I, I hit, press the yeah, quick start. So yeah. It gives me 30 seconds right away. So you can temper chocolate in basically one and a half minutes. Now, how much chocolate are we talking about? Is that for three cups? Is that for one cup? Like, I'd go with more of a cup. I think you could do more than ounces, that. As long like, as you're stirring in between each 30, 30 each seconds. Each 30 seconds. Yeah. So don't do it for more than 30 seconds because you can burn chocolate in the microwave Absolutely. also. And use a microwave-proof and safe uh, dish and yes. take it out with oven mitts yeah if, especially if you're using a pyrex you're it's gonna get hot so and, and chocolate gets really hot too mm-hmm. and so you when you take it yourself. out right even when you're tempering on the stove you want to give it a, probably like a minute so it's not too hot when especially if you're dipping other things or whatever you're dipping might just melt you know what everywhere. i used to do a lot when i first learned about chocolate actually stacy siegel nachum's wife taught me my first cooking class <laughs> way back when when i lived here right here on the lorry side um we, she taught me how to do the chocolate. She said you can add sometimes a drop of oil in it to make it smooth and make sure it never gets water in it because it'll wreck it, wreck the chocolate. You have to throw it out and start again. But dipping strawberries in chocolate, so simple, so easy, so elegant. Mm-hmm. And bananas too. I'm a big I'm a big banana fan. I love bananas. I freeze them. My Ooh. daughter goes nuts for them. So bananas and chocolate for me is Yeah, I, I, I happen to like that. Yeah. In Australia, we used to have a, you take a banana and you put it on the end of a popsicle stick, mm-hmm. freeze it, and then dip it in chocolate. Make sure to peel it before you freeze it. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> peel it before you freeze I've it. I've done that before. On, 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 on layers of maybe a parchment paper sure. or a wax paper. Um, yeah. Nice. Chocolate dip free. Taking something healthy and something <laughs> not so healthy and... We call her. We shall, We call in my house fruit Hashem's candy because you know it's it's got its own natural sweetness. We do a lot, a lot of fruit platters and fruit. Yeah, and you know if you add a little coconut oil to your melted chocolate, mm. and then you, I actually have. Um, it's the called ch- it's called the bombastic, and it's on the actually the first page of my. It's on my homepage right now. It's called Bombastics. They're from. Bon Appetit magazine, and if you add a little bit of coconut oil to your chocolate, and then you dip ice cream or you pour the ice the chocolate over the ice cream, it hardens right away. And oh, it really? Is so good. I actually, what I did is I dipped a little, put a little chocolate inside of the cone, and then I let that set, and then I put ice cream in and got it really hard, dipped it in the chocolate, and then it hardens right away. And oh. you can put sprinkles, serve those for Shabbos. The kids will go crazy. Okay. The adults too, by the way. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> my actually favorite chocolate, I have two favorite brands, Toblerone, which we were talking about before, <laughs> and oh, Godiva. Yeah. I love Godiva. Yeah, I'm a big Toblerone fan. I just I'm, I have those marshmallows that are up on Thursday. Yeah, and you can go find that recipe, and they are. I mean, how can you go wrong with the Toblerone? It's got a little crunch in it. It's I know, I don't like when it gets stuck in the teeth though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember that was one of the only chocolates we could get in Australia for a while, and then my dad is was when I was growing up, he started a confectionery company that would import cool. that would import confectionery. I shouldn't say. Um, 
he was cooking them. He was importing them into Australia. So we got to eat tons of really cool chocolate later on in life. But <laughs> I'm a Cadbury girl. I love Cadbury, yeah, you, I love Cadbury especially chocolate. Especially right the Cadbury chocolate yeah. and American Cadbury chocolate is doesn't taste the same. I think maybe the water's different. It's the European chocolate. It's the it's the I mean I was, it was just in Costa Rica not so long ago. We went to a chocolate um isn't that what where chocolate's from? Cocoa beans are from Costa Rica? Uh, they're, I mean, they're from a lot of places, but they, okay. they do make them in Costa Rica. So we went to a chocolate farm and they gave us a whole tour. <gasps> and they talk about, I guess, the high content in, in the chocolate. and About a fad or something. Yeah, I, I wish I could tell you more about it, but I don't know all the yeah. facts. It was a little while ago, but with the quality of the chocolate, I think that they, re, in America, they um, it's a really low quality of the actual cacao bean in the chocolate that we're eating. And when you eat Cadbury in the UK, they use a different chocolate. Uh-huh. And that's why it's so good there. And in Canada, too, because they and, use... And in Australia. Yeah. I like yeah. the caramellos because I love caramel. Yeah, there you go. Back to the caramels. Back to yeah, the caramel. So I do sell them on um, on my on Facebook. So I don't have a website where you can go on and just click an order. But you can email me and do personalized orders. I do toppings. I'll do nuts. I'll do candy. Whatever you want to top yours with, I will top. I will put them on. I could put fake in because these are par of. If you, you can want. pick faking in them. Okay, there you go, Alan. <laughs> you want faking on your caramels? I will mm. do it for you. You know, that's probably actually not bad. <laughs> yeah, I haven't Let's tried try that, that yet. I'm going to have to do that. Okay, very nice. Yeah. So um, I know that Pesach's in how many days did we say? 43. Oh, no. I know it's coming up fast and you're going to always hear me talk about the Pesach is coming up fast. <laughs> I know we have Purim first, but um, I believe that you told me last year that were kosher Pesach, your caramels? I can make them kosher for Pesach. I won't have time this year because I'm flying to Seattle right before. Oh, very nice. Um, the uh, Mano Manashevitz cook-off is actually the Thursday right before. Oh, we got to find out a little yeah. bit more about that. Right before Pesach. Nice. The Thursday before. So I'm, the Thursday before Pesach. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be in Israel. I, won't, I know I won't be there. I'm going to be on a plane when, home to w- Seattle. When's the actual cook-off? It's on the Thursday before Pesach. Before, right before Pesach. Like the 21st of whatever. I'd have to look at a calendar. Oh, man, yeah. that's cutting it fine. I know. They do. They usually do it right before Pesach every year. This is a little close for me, again, because I'm flying home. Or right. I still call it home, Seattle. I but... know. Sydney's home, too. Yeah. I still call Australia home. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that's a, a very famous Australian song. I've never heard it. Yeah, I know, because you're not Australian. <laughs> <laughs> it's by the great, late, great Peter Allen. Oh, got it. So, yeah, so they're doing the uh, they're doing the event right before, and I, so I won't, I mean, I won't have time so I go to that event, but I also want to have time to make caramels for people oh, for Pesach. Unless Pesach. I make them and you can freeze them. So that, I think that would make it. No, now we've done Pesach. Let's go a little bit earlier. Let's sure. talk Purim because these are a great Purim idea. And maybe, you know, while we, we've got both of you here, two big geniuses and creative geniuses in the uh, food fields and presentation fields, let's talk a little bit about what people can do for uh Mishlach Manon ideas, or even, you know, for um, their at Suda. Sure. Well, one of the things that I was going to mention is Enjoy of Kosher with Jamie Geller this, in the magazine. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to quickly talk about Jamie's yeah, well, magazine. The reason I brought him up is because on the cover, you'll see beautiful polka dot cover with some really nice looking sandwich cookies. Those are my cookies. Woohoo! I know, very Front excited. Cover. Front cover of Joy of Kosher, Melinda Strauss. Oh, yeah. And in the whole magazine, a lot of their articles, they have little Mishloch Manot ideas. So they actually took my cookies and they said to... Use decorative Chinese takeout boxes. I'm reading right from the magazine. Whoa. Okay, to store good. some cookies, send along with an ice cold eight ounce container of milk. So if you That's just make cute. your own homemade sandwich cookies and give it to some people with milk, there you go, right there. And they have some other really great ideas for Shalchmanot okay. also. Okay, very nice. You yeah. can pick up Joy of Kosher. You can subscribe through the Joy of Kosher website. 
You can pick it up. I sell, yeah, I sell it in Breezy's. Oh, okay. You can pick it up Breezy's if you're in the five towns or in any other probably local supermarket or maybe some of the, your local Judaica stores. Um, Breezy, what are you selling in your store? For Shalachmanis, well, we have these really cute little boxes that hold cupcakes that look like little houses and they have a little window in the front. Oh, I love that. So, and it looks like a little garden. So, um, a lot of people have, you know, we've been doing that now with uh, you make cupcakes that look like grass. We could show you how to do that in store. It's very quick, very easy to oh, do. So, you can actually come into the store, have a mini cooking lesson yes. in the store, and then get what you need. It's fantastic. We you are a one-stop shop right now. Yeah, we actually do a lot of private classes. I have one actually. Um, Please share. Let yeah, me know. I have them all the time. Anybody, anything you want to learn. Um, I'm have. I had one this past week earlier on. Um, it was Wednesday with somebody who wanted to learn how to decorate little mini cakes for shalachmanis. So we started actually making her shalachmanis treats in the store. Oh, very cute. And she's freezing them, and then she's going to yeah, go home and make the rest. Freeze as well. So you got to let me know so I can let our viewers know, our listeners know when when your next set of classes are. We hopefully will coming out be coming out with the schedule soon. We actually got very booked up with bat mitzvahs. We've been very busy doing a lot of what bat mitzvahs. What a mitzvah cute parties. idea! Really, yeah, we, you can either do it in store, or we can come to you. We can travel. Um, we're actually looking to do um, a few tour dates out of you know all over the U.S. Oh, very nice. We got asked to come to California and stuff. Oh, nice. I like that. I've done quite yeah. a lot of bat mitzvah classes. Right. I, I've done a, quite a few bat mitzvah sushi classes. It's so funny that 12-year-old girls are so into sushi, but you know, I guess it's the way of the world. I have a five-year-old yeah. who loves sushi, You know, and the, not just the uh, carrots inside or the cucumber. She eats the raw tuna. Oh, yeah. So I always uh, stop, chop, and roll. Shout out to Avi and Cindy That's Schreier. my favorite. I know, from Love Cedarhurst. Yeah. They make amazing, amazing sushi. And they have a, one of the best things, besides the actual fish taking, the sushi tasting amazing, they have a buy two, get the third for free. Which yeah, that's is, the best. You know, you've got a big family to yeah. feed. You know, buy two sushi platters, get the third for free. It is amazing. Like, it, And everybody eats sushi. They fly off the shelf. Yeah. Off the shelf, off the platter. <laughs> <laughs> and you can replate them onto some of Breezy's platters. There you I, go. I like, I like doing sushi on big rectangular platters. So often when I do order a platter, I'll replate it. I stopped making my own sushi years ago. <laughs> it's easier just to bite. So I just would, you know, take a big rectangular platter and just make it look really funky, very Asian themed. I actually did something very cute for my brother, um, Derek and Debbie's Lachayim. They are obsessed with sushi, and so <laughs> instead of making a big cake for them for the l'chaim, I actually took a three-tiered cake stand, and I covered the entire thing with, like, layers and layers of sushi. <gasps> so you actually didn't even see the cake stand. It was just sushi. So she, can, do you have a picture of that? I, I would don't. love to My see it. My mother has all the pictures. Okay, maybe you can post that on your Facebook yes, page. Yes, I definitely will. Because I think that would be something people would like to see if you want. A sushi cake, you can call Breezy. And I ordered a whole bunch of sushi platters, and I took it, and I pulled it apart, and it was phenomenal. I have to tell you, it was the biggest hit of the entire party. Okay, thank you. All right, let's pause for a quick station break. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman right here on the Nachum Siegel Network, and we are sponsored by our friends at Traditions Kosher Restaurant out in the Five Towns. It is Erev Shabbos. I know that the hour is almost coming to an end. We had a very, very exciting show. We had Breezy Schwartz and we had Melinda Strauss, both busy mums, working women in their own right. So I really want to thank them so much for coming in. It's been just a crazy week and a lot of fun coming up in the next couple of weeks preparing for Purim and the dreaded Pesach. I don't know why we say dreaded Pesach. I happen to love it. But I think we dread doing the work before we get there. Um, you know, it's all about the journey, right? Everything's about the journey. So uh we're going to talk about my next and final segment before we sign off. 
I'm going to call this segment, What's for Dinner? Every day, I said before, I left my phone at home and my kids wouldn't be able to text me, what's for dinner? So I thought, people are always asking me, what are you making for dinner? What are you making for dinner? My kids are sick of my chicken. My kids are sick of this. My kids are sick of that. So I always try to come up with something a little bit different. There are wonderful cookbooks out there, wonderful blogs. And I really try to experiment a little bit from this person's blog, a little bit, you know, from that cookbook. And then, then I kind of make it my own. I call it finding my inner chef. And then I try to come up with something um, really delicious. So, you know, I did mention earlier my uh, salmon recipe, which I had to experiment on my kids. And they really like that with the salmon and the sweet chili sauce. Um, And then I also did a lot of, I do a lot of vegetables. So what's for dinner this week is going to be about grilled vegetables. I take some asparagus, and some mushrooms and some cauliflower, which I call cauliflower now the new potato. I'm trying to get a little bit, you know, off the carbs a, a bit more because, you know, the kids eat pasta and pizza in school and I, I don't want to have so much carbs at dinner time. So I, I call the, the cauliflower the new potato. I've boiled it and I've mashed it and I've roasted it. So I, ha- I got a new oven about two years ago that has a convection setting. So if you have a convection setting, put it on 400 degrees, let the oven get to 400. I lay out all my vegetables, I wash them, I clean them up, or I ask my wonderful help in my kitchen, Sylvia, big shout out to you. Um, I also make this a lot for Shabbos. This is what I'm actually going to make when I get home. Um, And I wash them all up, put them all on a big cookie sheet. I believe, Breezy, you sell cookie sheets? Yes, 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 you do. Come closer. (laughs) Bring yourself closer to the mic. Um, So, and I, do you have the ones that say dairy, parv, and, and meat? We are all out of them at the moment. Okay. We do normally have them. Okay, good. But so you'll get them in and everyone will come in and get some. I use my powerful ones. I love, love, love them. I take a sheet of parchment paper. Everybody knows from who's ever taken a class with me, parchment is your best friend in the kitchen. I line everything with parchment paper. Easy cleanup, just make to makes the food not taste a little bit tinny. And it really keeps the the um, the uh the uh, cookie sheet um, in better looking for a little bit longer. doesn't get the oil stains in it. So I put, you know, sometimes I'll do asparagus, um, mushrooms um, and cauliflower. So if I have room on one sheet, I'll do them on one sheet or I'll spread them out onto two or three sheets. Depends, you know, how big or what sizes I was able to get at Costco that week. Um, olive oil, salt, kosher salt. I never, ever, ever use table salt. Table salt only goes into your salt shaker for challah on Shabbos, you know, when you sprinkle the the hamotzi lechem in haaretz and the salt goes on and, you know, so I only I only use it for that. Um, otherwise, I, I use kosher salt. So we've got olive oil, kosher salt, fresh chopped garlic, garlic, not from the jar, not garlic powder, freshly chopped up garlic, and it just mix it all together and is there, I would say they're the only three, if you are left alone with only three ingredients in the world to flavor your food, I think olive oil, kosher salt, and garlic is the three ingredients that you need to take with you. Um, and I just mix it all together. If you like a bit more salty, you'll add a more salty. If you like a more garlicky, lots of garlic, as much as your family likes. That's why I'm not giving you an amount. And I roast for about 20 minutes tops on my 400 degrees convection oven. If you don't have a convection oven, you can do it at 400 Till it's fork tender, you don't want to overdo it. Asparagus gets really mushy. Mushrooms get really, um, they will release a lot of liquid. So just be careful when you take it out of the oven. It can be very liquidy. And the cauliflower will take a little bit longer than the mushrooms and the asparagus. 
You just have to keep an eye on it. I, I'm not a big believer in throwing it in the oven and then running out to do errands because, you know, you've got to keep an eye on your food. And that's the, sometimes the difference between really good food and really bad food is, you know, just the patience and sticking around. Food is like, especially Shabbos food, it's a food of love and you need a little bit of patience. And I know we're so, so, so busy, um, but we need to, you know, keep an eye on the oven. I have made this on Thursday. And then I've even plated it on a nice glass. I have the, I call it my grilled vegetable platter. That platter is assigned every Shabbos to be my grilled vegetable platter. And I, I already put it on my platter on Thursday. It will cre- um, still leak a little bit of the salt. Keep pulls, keeps pulling out the water from the vegetables, even in the fridge. So just make sure that when you pull it out of the fridge on Friday for Friday night or for Shabbos day that... Um, you know, you're not going to spill water or the juices all over yourself, which I have done many times. Bring it to room temperature if you're having a Chubbest day, uh, Friday night. You can eat it hot or cold, but it's really delicious. Um, I make it a lot, a lot during the week, the, the roasted cauliflower. It's a nice snack for the kids. Um, if I ever have any leftover from Shabbos, I'll put it in my husband's um, little snack bags. He's very into his snack bags. So, you know, we're trying to be more healthy. So rather than a ba- little bag of pretzels, I'm doing a little bag of roasted cauliflower. So, and he's been really good about uh, following along the diet. Just a quick word about last night. I was at the OU office and uh, it was a lot of fun because I got to see, what do you call it? Ping pong phenom. I'm quoting Miriam Wallach. I like that. Ping pong phenom. I like to say that. Uh, Essie Ackerman and she played Ellie Hagler. Uh, in a ping pong tournament, which was sponsored by Adorama. So thank you to uh, Maya Ferdig for pulling that together. What a wonderful evening. And I'd like to thank again Breezy. And her store is located in the Five Towns, 572 Central Avenue. And you can reach Melinda Strauss from her blog at kitchen-tested.com. Com. Did I say that right? Yep, you got that. All right. Now you're going to have 20,000 and 20 million hits. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it, 20 million hits. Yeah, because we have 20 million viewers there of Shabbos <laughs> right here in the Nachum Siegel Network. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman. We're going to be on next week with two fantastic guests, one all the way from Israel. We're going to get him on minutes, literally minutes before he has to run to shul in Neve Daniel in Israel. He's going to come on to the show and he's going to talk about how you can send Mishloach Manot to Chayelim in Israel. I thought that was really very touching. He's an old friend of mine. And hopefully we'll be having on Eileen Fagan and Danny Eckstein to talk about wines for Pesach. Um, Eileen, by the way, um, is from Traditions. And we're going to talk a little bit about where you can actually order from if you don't want to make food for Purim, where you can order your Purim food from. I'm going to say goodbye, Erev Sh- good Erev Shabbos. And I guess at this time I can say Shabbat Shalom as the hour is almost over. We're going to have some music right up until Lich Benching by our friends at Kenem. So stay tuned for some wonderful Erev Shabbos uplifting music. I know I'm going to be bopping and cooking when I get home. Have a good Shabbos and I'll see you all next week.